Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are, you are now, now listening, listening to. to. All right, guys. Let's let's go ahead and get into it. Let's not waste any more time. Uh, as I was saying, but you guys can hear, uh, CBS Sports, annually they do this thing where they rank all coaches from Power Five conferences, including Notre Dame. And so far they have ranked coaches from 1 to 65. So there are some coaches who are waiting to be ranked uh, in this in this annual list of rankings that they put out. Last year, Brian Harson came in at 27th. And then he was, if my memory serves me correct, I think I remember this list. He was somewhere somewhere around the midway point in the SEC. Uh, but now he has slid to 48th uh, in in this ranking, putting him, well, you guys see for yourself where he landed. Number one, of course, the top two coaches in the country are coming out of the SEC. That's Nick Saban at number one. Number two is Kirby Smart. Uh, number five in third in the SEC is your boy, be will, Jimbo Fisher. Uh, fourth in the SEC, seventh in overall is Brian Kelly. Mark Stoops comes in at 16th. Lane Kiffin, 18th. Sam Pittman is 22nd. Mike Leach is 26th. New head coach for the Florida Gators, Billy Napier, comes in at 30, uh, 32. Josh Heupel right behind him at 33. Shane Beamer comes in at 41. Even Eli Drinkwitz comes in at 46. And Brian Harson is next to last at 48. And as you can see, maybe you can see in the small writing, Clark Lay ranked outside of the top 65. He's yet to be ranked, but as it comes to SEC coaches, he will be last. Uh, B. Will, I'm going to start with you because I had a specific question for you. Uh-huh. How about the fifth ranked head coach in all of college football? How about the used car salesman? Was it used car salesman or is it snake oil? Which one is it? It's both. It's both? It's both. <laughs> How do you feel about that? How do you feel about old Jimbo? Because I was going to save you, for, but I know your time is precious. So I, I need I need something. Give the people something provocative to get them going. How do you feel about do. old Jimbo? <laughs> <laughs> time is Can present. you not... Curse on our live broadcast. You could have did it before when nobody could hear it. We we ain't been flagged in a week, a whole week. Oh my goodness. Um, there's 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 nothing to say. Jimbo fooled people winning that national championship. Which you know what? Let let to be clear. I feel like I have to make this point every time, and I probably don't. But winning a national championship is not easy. It is an accomplishment. It should be celebrated. That is a notch under your belt if you're a head coach. It does not make you a good head coach. Your talent can win national championships for you. Um, I mean, Ed Orgeron just did it like just now, like five minutes ago. Ed Orgeron won a national championship and got fired like five minutes after that. 
and now this is the minute after those five minutes are up. It speaks, it does not mean you are a good head coach or even a great one. It just means that you had that stroke of luck. I don't know if Gene Chizik is a good head coach or not. I think the talent did it. The the best college quarterback ever. And I don't really think that's debatable, although I'm so I'm sure some people do. That can do it for you. When you get enough talent on the field and the right people and the right system, yeah, it can happen. That's what Jimbo had. And some, I don't know why people think it's any more than that with, with him. I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't want to belabor this too much. We're going to get into this real heavy, and I'll get into all my reasons as we develop this new segment we're going to put together um, coming up in a month or so. But there's no reason to belabor this anymore. He is not the fifth best head coach in the country. That is absurd. That's absurd. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Not one bit. Okay. All right. Cardog says, snake oil. Don't be associating that clown with us car salesmen. <laughs> well, it's used car salesmen. It's car used. Dog. And it's, car it's dog, are you a used to... car salesman? Or <laughs> it don't matter what sell, kind of sell, can, salesman he is. I guess you can say. I guess he sells both. He can sell both, depending yeah, on you know. Sell. It's supposed to denote that he sells clunkers as good cars, that he's selling junkers. That's that's what it's supposed to be. So that's what type of car salesman he is. <laughs> um Mike G, your thoughts on your thoughts on this ranking. Uh, can we put the list up again? We uh, surely can for you, good sir. So I am not on the Brian train about um uh, Jimbo. Uh, because when you when you say he's not not ranked where he should be, I, I mean you just kind of had so you got to say who should be ranked in front of him. And I'm looking at a whole list of not very impressive coaches. Like to me, uh, I I think it's funny that Brian Harson it, it dropped so low in one year because if you go back and you look at any of these other coaches' first years, they had similar results in their first year in, in year one. So how he dropped from what they thought was 27 to 48 is beyond me. Like, the logic doesn't really make sense to me. If you thought, based on his 10 years or however long he's been coaching, almost nearly a decade worth of coaching experience, that coming into last season he was the 27th-ranked coach, you're going to drop him, to, I don't know, how many spots is that? 19 spots? 21, 21 spots, right? In a year, in his first year at any program, this doesn't make sense to me. And, so, and I think oh, the perception. Actually, can, the pers- can we do a correction really quickly, though? Clark is actually ranked number 57 here on this list. I just found him. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, continue. So, I mean, hmm. I just, I don't, I, I'm not buying that. These, these lists are crap, right? I mean, the only one they really got right was number one. Everything past Nick Saban is debatable. Um, and you can flip-flop a lot of the top 10 just based on um, their whole body of work, what they're working with, you know, uh, um, head coach rankings. What does that mean? Is that based on record? Uh, you know, I would argue, you know, Sam Pittman did a better job with what he had than Lane Kiffin did. I would, too. And I would put Sam Pittman higher on that list than Jim How Bush. is Sam Pittman a better coach than Brian Harson? He won three games in his first season at Arkansas. Three. Come how's on, man. Eli, how's Eli Drinkwitz? 
So that's what right. I said, though. Yeah, I just don't understand it. In his I last can season understand was bad. Shane Beamer maybe, like, but he he hasn't won more than six games since he's been at South. Like, I just don't I, don't. I don't get it, man. Auburn has one of the hardest schedules in college football every single year. Going into this season, uh, depending on who you at, if you're asking ESPN, he has the hardest. So he goes six and seven with the hardest schedule in college football, and somehow. Drops twenty one spots. I mean, come on, man. I mean, it's such a joke, dude. These lists are a joke. The people who put them together. This is the kind of crap you see in the off season when the all the people without imagination need something to write but can't come up with something su- substantive, right? Like nothing with substance. This list lacks substance. So I have no problem with Nick Saban at number one. Uh, David Shaw is ranked ahead of Brian Harson. Like, come on, man. Like, wow, what? they've had some really bad seasons recently. Yeah, right? this doesn't make any sense. Uh, Brian Kelly, come on, really? I mean, that's has Chris anybody that, Chris Kleiman at Kansas State is ranked ahead of Brian Harson? I just think is has any coach flopped on the big stage more than Brian Kelly? Um, Which coach on this list has flopped on the big stage? Okay, you got to get wait, to the big wait, stage. Wait, wait. where's Lincoln? Flop. Where is Lincoln Riley ranked? Uh, <laughs> he is. He is. Where's Ryan Day ranked? He's he's ranked sixth. <laughs> okay, we can turn this off. <laughs> we can go to Ryan. Ryan. We know that, we know that list is jokes. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, see again. I I don't have. I but he he's producing Heisman winners. Who? Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley. <sighs> Okay. He's producing Heisman's. So producing if anything, you can, you can say that he at least knows what he's doing with quarterbacks. I don't think anybody yeah. can argue that. Um, that's not the that's not debatable. Come on, man. All right, it's not so debatable. hold on, time out, time out. I would like to debate so, it, Mike. So, so so hold on, hold on, hold on, B. Hold on, B. Hold on, B. Hold on, B. That's not debatable. You, before you debate, okay, you you don't like Jimbo, but who are you putting ahead of Jimbo? Okay, mind you, mind you. Mind you, on that list, number you know who one number one and number two is. Number three is Dabo. Number three is Dabo. Hmm. Number four, hmm. number four was Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley. So yeah. If not Lincoln Riley, who are you putting ahead of Jimbo, or who are you replacing Jimbo with? Okay, Here, here's the question we need to be asking ourselves: Who produces some measure of consistency with the program that they are heading up? Given the resources they have, they overshoot with with the number of wins or with the end of the year rankings. So we know previously Gus was here for eight years. We averaged just inside the top 10 or right around 10 or something like that. But our end of the year rankings, we averaged in the middle teens or something or the late teens or something, whatever. So we didn't produce according to where we were recruiting and bringing in talent. Saban's like one in one. So you got to give him that. Um, I always felt that Kirby was a little overrated. We talked about this the other night because he's really the three programs who are bringing in similar resources. That is Bama, Georgia, Ohio State. And Georgia was, I mean, it took Kirby, what, six years to get it? Bama pulled down two championships in the same amount of time that Kirby pulled down uh, one, one, I guess one. Wait, 17 Bama won it. 20 Bama won it. Was that it? Right? I don't care. Yeah, okay. I mean, yes. But, uh, no, but sure. <laughs> 17 was Bama because it was the Bama, Georgia. Right. And then 20 was the asterisk season. And it, was a, it was a COVID season, but Bama won it. 
Okay. So I I don't you can't take that from from Saban. I would put Dabo higher. And the reason I would put Dabo higher is because Ooh. Clemson did not have the tradition to draw on like Alabama did. They definitely still do not have the resources. And even through the run that they've had, they have not been comparable in resources, in talent that they bring in to Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State. They have beaten these teams consistently. Well, before last year, they had beaten that group of teams consistently while not being as as heavy handed in what they have to work with. So to me, if I can beat you on the field three times out of five or if I'm going to count those three schools, they beat Ohio State in the playoff handily. I think that was a time Ohio State got blanked 30 to zero. Um, They beat Georgia on a it was on a neutral site game um, in that five year run. They beat Bama twice. As we know, they lost twice to them, but they beat them twice. And those are all people who have more to work with than you do. If you can beat somebody who has better tools than you, you are better than them. Going 500 with a team that out-recruits you, to me, that makes you better than them. I know what the record says, two and two. To me, that makes you better than them. So I would put Dabo above Jimbo Fisher, because what Jimbo Fisher has he's already, had to He's work, already above. He's already above. Okay, that's good. I, I agree with Dabo in the top five, Nick Saban in the top five. Kirby, I put him top ten. I, I have to put Kirby top ten because so you, you he got kept Saban one, Dabo two? I can't say two. You know what? I see somebody put this in the chat, and I'm going to put it up on the screen. This is why as soon before Gus even, we thought he was going to get fired. Bill Clark's not even on the top 65. And this power is what five. I'm talking about. Power five. Okay. Okay. Power power five. Five. Okay. okay. Bro, like, power what five. are we doing? Everybody here. So wait a minute. Panel. How is Billy Napier even on this list? He ain't coached the game the in the job. power five. That's not, that's so now, he, that's so he can be on the list. So Billy Napier can be on the list. Uh, it's got to be solely off of what he did at it a is. non-power five it school. Is. But him just getting the job at Florida makes him in the, the high 20s or low 30s as a coach? I don't know. Do the math. But everybody here knows I was stumping for Bill Clark two years before we fired Gus. That's 2018 fact. season, I was stumping for Bill Clark for no other reason than they kill your program dead. You're behind on recruits. They don't want to give you any money. They don't want to give you the resources necessary to be competitive. You get your program back. You recruit your tail off and you scout and you figure out who can work best in your system. Guys come in and then you are winning your conference year in. You skip a year, maybe you don't win it. The next year you're back winning it again. That is consistency. They're double-digit wins. They've got players going to the league, getting drafted going to the league. I think, wait, did UAB have more players drafted in the last draft? Uh, You're describing Lincoln Riley, by the way. (laughs) So Lincoln Riley's program was dead for a year? He had all of the, he had UAB's resources and program traditions. Is that what you're telling me, Mike? Uh, I'm telling you, you cannot make an argument that he's not a top ten coach. There's I no will. argument he's not. A I top will. 10, there's, there's no I argument will. that he's not a top ten. Coach. I will. You, anyway. any, any guy who produced two highs, anyway, they haven't lost more than two games I will. since he's been head coach. I will. I will mm. make that argument, okay. and then you can decide what you want to do with. It. Anyway, Bill Clark is a perfect example to me of doing more with less consistently. UAB doesn't get anything anybody else got. And I want you all to imagine. Like, we, we've been lamenting how bad recruiting has been for a year. You change over coaches, system, kids don't want to be a part of the system. A lot of stuff is going on that makes it look really bad from the outside looking in. Imagine if you played no football for a year. How devastating would that be? Hey, Auburn, nothing's wrong. Y'all just aren't going to play. 
So go ahead and put the big furniture bubble wrap over Jordan here. All right? No recruits come in. If the kids are in your program now, they can leave if they want to leave. They can stay if they want to stay. You have to tell them uh, they have a reason to stay. You have to give them a reason to stay. And then, in about nine months, we're going to lift the veil off, and you get to start it all back up over again. If kids left your program, tough. Go find some guys who want to play for you. From there, win your division in a year. Are you kidding me? That's a head coaching job. I can't think of a better example of a great head coach doing the best you can with the resources you have than Bill Clark at UAB. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. That, to me, that's a great coach. Now, I don't know where you put that on, on this list. He's not even on this list, but he's a great college head football coach. So he can't flop then. So he can't flop then. This what do you is mean? all power five? He can't flop, according all to power, you. Power five, power yeah, five. But I, I just wonder how much further down this list Brian Harson would be nationally if this included group of five coaches as well. Mm-hmm. He's 48 right now, and it's only power five, which is ridiculous. That's true. That's 48 out of power five have 14 to 16 teams each? Not each, but like, yeah. Well, 12 to 14 each, right? Yeah. The pack is 12. The big 12 is 10, right? I don't remember how many they've got. Anyway, yeah, I, think it, I think it's 10. I think it's 10. Something like they, 60? They had, it's it's got to be at least 65 because that's what they're ranking to right now. Oh, so. that's it. That's all of them. So he's 48 out of 65. Wow. <laughs> that's disrespectful, bro. It is disrespectful. But yeah. it's just not objective. But none of these lists are objective. None of most, none of most, so, but most of the reasons stupid. for him following, falling down that low is... Actually, for things kind of out of side of his control, when you talk about all of the the the, the him being on the hot seat, uh, the attempted coup, like the like, what could Harson do about that? Right, right. Mike you- Norvell at Florida State is ranked forty seven. Yeah. Wow, they have yep. been terrible. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't like the resources argument when you're talking about judging these coaches. At the end of the day, it comes down to X's and O's. Either you can coach or you can't. Oh, right. that's it? And, and, there, and there were plenty oh. of coaches that went into programs that had mm-hmm. lots of resources and flopped. Ask mm-hmm. every Bama coach before Satan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How well did a lot of those coaches do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? You either can coach football and your record is not the only indication that you're a good coach. Mm-hmm. So if they go in and they are, you know, the, the other signifiers that you have a good program, are guys getting drafted? Right? Are guys developing? You know, uh, uh, there are plenty of other signals that are co- the same criteria that you're using to judge Bill Clark by. You can look at some of the production of a lot of these guys ranked in the top five and attribute that same stuff to them. I don't think they should be penalized. Right. I mean, you're giving Dabble a pass. W- what resources does Clemson have that these other schools uh, doesn't have that these other schools have? They're top 20 school in terms of revenue. Top 20. It's not about money. It's how those schools choose to spend that money. And if you have proven that you can win with the guys or at least show progress or show some positive signs, they'll let you spend more of it. 
That's the bottom line. A lot of these schools don't have the resources argument is so overplayed. It is. You can either coach or you can't. Kids want to go someplace where a coach has proven he knows what to do with talent. And they will give you the resources to go get more of those kids once you've proven. That's where Brian Harson is at right now. Now, if he can show yeah. development this I think, year. I think, I think resources matter, though. I'm not saying they don't. I'm telling you, you just that said the, they didn't. The, I'm not saying they didn't. I said it's, overplay, it's an overplayed argument to use that as the basis for judging a coach completely. It's not right? the sole and you're, basis. And, and you're penalizing these other coaches because they walked into a situation where they had resources. Most of them earned their stripes in places where they were not given resources. Like Brian Harson. Right. Mm-hmm. That's my point. So, like, I just, I don't know. I just think if you're looking at the whole body of work with these, some of these coaches in the top 10, and you're judging them objectively. I'm not looking at Lincoln Riley and saying, oh, he coached at Oklahoma, so, like, he's overrated. It's, 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 I'm looking at, he took over that program in 2017. I'm looking at five straight years where they didn't lose more than two games. And now their conference isn't the best, but you still have to go out there and you still have to play the game. The other signifiers to me that it's real is is that his players are getting drafted. He's producing Heismans. Those guys are doing pretty good at the NFL level as well, too. So it's not like they're just getting, they're they're, they're flopping. Kyler Murray is doing great. Yeah, I... Kyler he, he, had good, he had a good rookie year. I don't. Yeah, I, this he, last year was kind of. He is. Right. He is a bona fide starting quarterback at the NFL level. Yeah, he's not. He's not. In, he, it's not questionable <laughs> whether he's a starting quarterback. At the, come on, don't do that, guys. Uh, no, I'm. I'm not the only one questioning that. Like, it's right. not as if this is Isaac saying this. Right. I'm saying that there are NFL experts who question whether or not Kyler Murray should be a franchise quarterback for any team in the NFL right now, based upon how he performed his second year. That's not. That's that. There's. This didn't. I didn't just pull that out of thin air. Okay, I mean, but the team that, that he plays for thinks that he is, and by the numbers, he's doing better than most quarterbacks two years into and I, the, well, the league. We can. I mean, again, again, let's let's to your point, Mike G. You're talking about. I mean, Kyler Murray is the only guy who got to the league coming from Oklahoma, right? There, there are other guys. There are a put ton the of the guys, yeah, so, that are there so doing I, I, great. Okay. Can can I, can I say something? Yeah. Oh, okay. So um, when Calamari <laughs> came, when Calamari, I said eight thirty. Yeah, yeah, come on, y'all doing right? it? Yeah. Okay. Calamari right. came out of high school as one of the most highly touted quarterbacks ever because of what he did in the state of Texas. Right? He was a five star, mm-hmm. high, highly rated. Um, not a cameo's prospect. Did Lincoln Riley recruit him? No. Did he land him? He didn't land him, right? No. So because Kevin Sumlin is actually one of the worst coaches ever. <laughs> <laughs> That whole situation got blown up. He was on the market. And then Lincoln Riley found a guy in the transfer portal. Well, not the portal then. I don't know if it was actually portal then. But he got him off of the, the, the secondary market, right? Baker Mayfield, did he go straight to Oklahoma? He went somewhere else, didn't he? No, yeah. He started at, I forgot Texas where. Tech. But yeah, he, yeah, he, he walked on at Texas Tech, right? Yeah. So um, he had some pro- productivity. He talked about how, what's his name? Um, the guy who's the head coach of Arizona now that was the coach at Texas Tech. Kingsbury? How he yes. slept on him, replaced him. I think it was David Webb he replaced him with this at some mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. And he had some feelings about that. Went to Oklahoma, was very productive. Did he win a Heisman? Yes. How's Baker Mayfield doing right now? His team just paid the most money ever for a quarterback and didn't couldn't even get rid of Baker Mayfield because the team he was trading with did not want him. 
Yeah, a lot of factors go into why quarterbacks do or don't do well uh, at the next level. Was a lot my of point, my point, you, you, you made a Riley. point for Lincoln Riley. You made it because about he Lincoln took, Riley. He took can't-miss prospects mm-hmm. that other guys missed with. But yet, you're giving him no credit for that because you can miss with a can't-miss prospect. We see it happen all the time. So you're not penalizing him for doing with some guy what another coach couldn't do. I'm penalizing him for not being able to recruit a guy straight out of high school and do it, which means he's a very poor identifier of talent, at least for his system. Now, he can do it the second time, kind of like Gus Malzahn. Yeah, you already we'll, been we'll somewhere. We'll see what happens with Caleb Williams. Williams. What? That's, That's a weak happens. argument. We'll see what happens. The first one he got in a long time was Spencer Rattler. How did he do? He still, and some schools still took him. He still hit the transfer portal yeah, and is an undoubted starter at another program. Undoubted starter? Yeah, maybe one South year, Carolina had. One in South Carolina had. No, it was, it was two years. It was two years. That was two, oh, two years. years. Oh, going yeah. into his second year. Okay, so half cool. of a college career, so he's done. he was getting so he's done. So he's I didn't done. say he was There's no is he a Heisman? Is he a Heisman? Lincoln Riley pulled the guy right out of high school. And what did he do with him? Benched him, right? Because he wasn't good enough there, right? The, the point is not that you never miss, though. It doesn't matter where the kid comes from. It doesn't matter whether he comes from another school in the portal. You still have to judge talent. Cam Newton, right? A lot of people wanted to move him because we still had to go out there. Somebody had to convince Gene Chizik that Cam Newton was the guy. Somebody had to say, hey, Cam, dude, we can't miss on this prospect. Talent evaluation is, is a skill, Right. And I just don't right. I don't understand. It doesn't matter where the kid comes from, man. It just doesn't. The, the point is, is that if you go ask those guys that have played for Lincoln Riley, he can coach. Did, he can did coach. He, has he won? I've heard no. I've heard I've heard no <sighs> bad things about Lincoln Riley in terms of his ability to coach. Right? He is a top down. Whether you want to argue whether he's at five or six or four. I don't to me, that doesn't matter. Those, that's all nuance and, 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 and bull. He's a top 10 coach in college football. No, he's not. He is, because all the arguments you're making against him are arguments that people will make against Brian Harson once he starts doing well. No, 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 no what? that's not true. What are you true. talking about? That's not true. That he only lost two games a year? Somebody's going to complain about Brian Harson doing that? No, no, that's not my point. That's the point I was making. What you're talking no, about you're, with, you're with talent. You said that it was going to be about whether or like. You're saying people are going to make the argument that Brian Harson had the resources necessary to be able to do that, so he shouldn't be getting credit for it. I'm talking about when 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 they start when he if he starts recruiting well, okay. if he starts recruiting well, and he right. gets some can't miss prospects. It's okay. not it's, he's not going to be winning just because he got can't miss prospects. He still has to know what to do with those prospects. Okay, he still has to know what to do with those prospects when he gets here. Right. Three years from now, if he's a winning coach, somebody like Brian is going to look back and say, oh, but look at his recruiting class. He still had to get there and he still had to he still had to he still had to. Yeah, he still had to prove that he knew what to do with the guys that he had. You're not. You can only work with what you have. You can only clarify a couple of things. I don't agree with Brian that he's not a top 10 coach, but I disagree with you about what your assessment of his point is, which is you're saying that he and Brian Harson would be in the same place. That's not true. Oklahoma was already a good program. Thank you. They and already, already had, talent had bundles of there. talent on board. That is board. not the situation. But that's Brian not the same as building okay. a program that we're, has been in the bottom. We're going to put a bow on this, but I will say that's your opinion. I, here's why I disagree with you, B, is because he could have blown it. 
He could have blown Bob it. Who's gave him? Yeah, you're acting like it's a right. given yeah. that he would succeed with those prospects. It's not a given, y'all. It's not a given. It's not a given that a guy will succeed just because there's already talent there. Because again, you still have to be able to coach. I agree with you. Look at what Larry Coker. That's it. End of story. Was Larry Coker at Miami? He won the games. He's done it for five years straight. You, you, but, no, but, but, was it Bush Jones, Bush Davis, Bush Davis? He ain't my coach. coach. It don't matter. Yeah. Anyway, all right. I won my G loss. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. I think nope. both of you had yeah. bad points. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, Brian's point is is that every coach in college football sucks and is bad. No, that's Brian's. That's, that's no, Brian's point. Po- Brian's point for the last year. Who's that's a good coach? Not- Who's I want to say it. Well, Nick Clark is a good Nick coach. Not good at this. Well, he just said Bill Clark is a great like, coach. What do you mean? He can't. So we haven't seen, we don't know that he's a good coach. We don't know that he's a good coach because we've never seen him do it at the Power Five level. What? We've never seen you him do it You just said to level. be a good coach, you have to like actually her. be able to take what you have and do something good with it. He has actually done that. That's your okay. point. What are you okay. talking about? Well, I haven't seen him do it at this level. I've seen these other guys do it at this level. I haven't seen him in the in the. It, I'm TBD on him. I'm not saying he's a good coach or he's a bad coach. I'm telling you that if he walks by your metric, there's no way with the resources that Florida has that Bill Clark should bust. That None. Florida has. So if we're sitting here, if he's, we're, he's saying Billy Napier. He oh, Billy Napier. Or, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Where did Clark go? He's still at UAB. He's still at you, you still UAB. Okay. Yeah. So a guy like Bill Clark goes to any Power Five program. He should he should be an instant success, right? There's no way he should bust because there are no mitigating circumstances. That 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 is not the that is not. Anyway, see, let's go to break because this I I, I disagree hey, with both hey, listen, of y'all listen, so much. Listen, yeah, listen, I mean, I'm listen. just like I just every coach can't suck. I'm just here. I just every coach can't suck except for the ones that Brian has deemed that we haven't even seen do it at this level. Say he something would... good about anybody ranked in this top ten. Brian has made an argument against almost every coach made in this top 10 about why they're a terrible coach. If I see the whole 20, I'll make more arguments about why they <laughs> all trash. <laughs> I do this. Oh I hate this. Be will. Be will. Be. <laughs> why am I rogue shop Every day. I need, I need gummies to deal with you today. Uh, <laughs> by the go. way, Jim Harbaugh is ranked number nine on this list. <laughs> okay. You want, you want to say something nice about Jim Harbaugh, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you want to take up for Ryan Day. Ryan Day's cool, huh? <laughs> I got my gummies in. I ain't studying you no more. <laughs> Kyle Whittingham is number eight. Mike Gundy is number ten. Mike. Whittingham is at Utah. Thanks, Rogue Shop. Appreciate you. Plug for our sponsor. Dave Aranda actually is probably too that's low a, on this list. That's a good one. That's another one. Dave Aranda Very should good be head coach. I, I think Dave, Very good head coach. Dave Aranda should be higher than what he is. You are, you now, are now listening, listening to, to 